It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now pushing the limits, here's Brian Shapiro. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. It is Pushing the Limits. So glad that you can join us. We got a jam-packed show lined up for you today. And some very uh, special announcements to make. Vivek Ramswamy is supposed to be joining us uh, on Thursday. So that should be interesting. Looking forward to that. Former, I should. I almost said former presidential candidate. That would be very disrespectful. No, he's a presidential candidate, all right. But uh, we got a big show lined up for you today. You know, we have this uh, group of environmental activists that were arrested in the state of Nevada after state rangers intervened to break up this climate protest. They were blocking this road for like 10 miles. There was traffic. It's really a wild and crazy story. We're going to play some audio for you. And then one of the men who was actually arrested, his name is Tommy Diacono from this group, uh, the group called Seven Circles Alliance. It's an environmental group. This made national news last night and today. And uh, one of the leaders of the group that was arrested in Nevada yesterday is going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour, Tommy Diacono, to kind of give his side of the story. I want to hear his side of it. Um, There's a lot of controversy with this story because, you know, a police officer rammed right through the road blockade, uh, could have injured people, and then took out his gun. So a lot of people are talking about that aspect. But then there's the aspect of, oh, wait a second, if you peacefully protest, should you be allowed to block a road, a very important road where people are going to Burning Man? Um, so there's two different sides to this story. Obviously, I want to hear both of them. So, uh, again, Tommy Diacono, who was arrested, uh, one of the leaders of this, uh, environmentalist group, he's going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. So I certainly want to hear his side. Uh, obviously we're going to be talking about this North Carolina shooting where this young man clearly deranged in his class, in his science class, kills his professor. And uh, the video of uh, there's some video of some college students that are literally going out of their windows of a classroom, jumping out of their windows. I mean, it's really riveting and it's horrible. What is going on in this country? We're definitely going to get to that coming up a little bit later as well and uh, talk a little bit more about that. And, And Greg Abbott putting more migrants on a bus to other cities just to use them as political pawns and score political points. So we have a lot to get to today. There is a lot to talk about. I want to start off by saying this, because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday, and I was talking about my frustrations with conservative talk radio and my frustrations with radio uh, in general. If you listen to political talk radio and you're a political talk radio junkie, you'll agree with me that 99.9% of that is conservative talk. And when I was younger, I wasn't really politically active. I didn't really know where I stood on a lot of issues. And I just wanted a job in radio, right? So in my early 20s, I got a job out here in Las Vegas. And I worked for a company called Beasley Broadcasting. And I wasn't a talk show host. I just wanted to get a full-time job in radio and be on the air. So they hired me to be a news anchor and a reporter. Now, if you're a news anchor and you're a reporter, anybody would say, that's a journalist. You can't be opinionated. I hated that. But with that being said, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And my boss... God love her. Uh, she used to work for the Howard Stern show. So when I heard that, I said to myself, oh, wow, I'm going to love my boss. Well, I didn't. Um, 
first of all, she showed up half the time and um, she hired a talk show host. And I told her my first day on the job, I said, I really want to be a, a talk show host. And, and I was laughed at. I'm this young 22-year-old kid. And I probably wasn't ready back then, but uh, I was laughed at. Instead, they hired somebody named Heidi Harris, who's been fired everywhere, was fired from her job at multiple stations here in Las Vegas. She made the claim that people who are gay and gay couples can't raise children as well as people who are straight. Obviously, that's an absurd and ridiculous and bigoted statement. And she was fired for that. And she was fired at other stations for saying other ridiculous things. But this is what I had to deal with at this station where they aired Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, Michael Savage. It was all right-wing stuff on this station. And here I am caught at this station. And I'm thinking to myself, don't people want to hear the other side of an issue? Why is it that talk radio across the country is all conservative? That was really frustrating. I was at that station for five years, and then I got a job in Seattle. And I was unhappy. And, and I'm thinking, okay, Seattle, very liberal city, right? Maybe they'll have some in the middle talk radio, and maybe it's not all conservative. Boy, was I wrong. I worked at a station called Cairo. And listen, I was promised things at that station that I didn't get, right? And again, all those hosts there, at least most of them that I met that were on that station, all conservative talk radio. And I'm thinking to myself, why is this in Seattle where it's predominantly a left city? I, I didn't understand that either. And I don't understand why everywhere I go, it's conservative talk, right? So uh, that's the only job in radio that I said, okay, I'm done. I want to go back to Las Vegas. And then I got a job at another station here. At the time, it was a CBS affiliate and it was a local talk station here. And my boss was great, by the way. And I'll say his name because... He's one of the few bosses I've had in radio that I have a lot of respect for and uh, good dude. His name, uh, Bob Agnew, and he was the program director at a station for uh, a few years. He was my boss at a station called KXNT. Couldn't stand the programming. I liked my boss, the program director, super nice guy, respected, you know, and uh, don't even know what his political affiliation was. I just know he was a good guy. But again, everything on that station, Ben Shapiro, Laura Ingram. Mark Levin, and so on. And I'm thinking to myself, why is it that people only want to listen to one-sided political talk radio? Why is that? Don't you want to hear both sides? Don't you want to hear people talk about issues? It's okay to be opinionated, and it's okay to disagree, but don't you want to hear both sides of an issue? Every station I've worked at, except for being where I'm at now, thankfully, every station I've worked at, is all conservative talk. I call it right-wing echo chamber radio. One-sided. Every conservative talk show host across the country today is going to be talking about the Biden crime family and Hunter Biden's laptop and how horrible those demon Democrats are. But they're not going to talk about the Trump indictment with any honesty or the reality of the situation that he could be going to jail. They're not going to be talking about the real issues facing Americans or how the fact that Democrats are the ones that lowered your prescription drug costs today. You know, conservative talk radio, they're not going to be talking about that today. They talk about the same talking points over and over and over again. And I say to myself, why is that? Don't you want to hear both sides of an issue? I remember back in the day, I used to watch Hannity and Combs because I thought it was a good show because you heard somebody who's on the right and somebody on the left talk about issues, debate, 
interviewed different people, and I said to myself, there's a show that I could watch, Crossfire, back in the day when Tucker Carlson did the show Crossfire. I believe that was on CNN. That was a good show. Why? Because you heard both sides of an issue. If And listen, it happens on the left, too. If you put on MSNBC, for example, it's all lefty stuff, and you don't hear any perspective from the right. I don't like that either, and it's why I don't watch MSNBC either. I'm not saying it only happens on the right. It happens on the left also. I'm just saying when it comes to talk radio, there's no liberal talk radio. There's no Democrat talk radio. It's all right-wing echo chamber radio every day where they talk about the same things. If you're an intelligent person, why would you listen to that? Rush Limbaugh did it for years with his bigotry and right-wing propaganda. That's all Sean Hannity does. It's all Fox News does. They'll never cover a story honestly. Don't you want to hear the other side? Even if you agree with everything Sean Hannity says, don't you want to hear the other side? Even if you disagree? I mean, when we talk about, we're going to be talking about very important issues today. We're going to talk about gun control. I want to hear the other side. Why don't you want red flag laws put on the books? Why don't you want an assault weapons ban? I want to hear the other side. I don't want to hear just one side, whether I agree or disagree. In my personal opinion, you're not a very intelligent person if you're so biased in your views that you don't even want to hear the other side. Listen, I don't agree with a lot of Republicans today, but anybody who listens to this show knows I have more Republicans on this show than Democrats. Why? Because I like a good debate. Does Mark Levin get liberals on his show? When was the last time Mark Levin actually had a Democrat politician on his show? I mean, I know that Sean Hannity had the governor of California on not that long ago, but how often does Sean Hannity do that? I know he had Gavin Newsom on. How often does Sean Hannity have a liberal on his show? Almost never. They'll have Tommy Lauren on or Dan Bongino or these people, but they don't have... When was the last time Laura Ingram had a liberal on her show? You get the point I'm trying to make here? A lot of these people don't want to be challenged. Heck, I had Larry Elder on the show last week. We got into a spirited debate. He probably won't come on again because he doesn't want to be challenged. But these are the type of people that I want. Vivek Ramswamy's scheduled to come on this show Thursday. We're probably going to get into a good debate. But that's what I like. I like a good debate. I want to hear the other side. That's what I enjoy. And that's what I love about this country. But if you turn on any talk show... For the most part, any talk radio show on the radio talking politics, they're going to be conservative and it's going to be one-sided bias radio. And I don't understand why. I remember I had a conversation with a guy who was running a station. Uh, it's called Beasley Broadcasting. And I was at a station KDWN for a while. And Brian Beasley is his name. The first thing he said to me when I shook his hand, because I wanted to have a nice conversation with him. Oh, you're the liberal. That's the first thing he said to me. And as soon as I heard that, I said to myself, okay, this guy is a far, first of all, not a liberal. This guy's obviously a, 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 probably a big far righty. He and his family are. And that's why they have a far right radio station. Don't you want the other side? This is the struggles that I've had to deal with in radio for a very, very long time. And by the way, for anybody out there uh, on social media that says, I'm biased and I'm to one side, you obviously have MAGA wax in your ears. I debate and I, and I have more Republicans on this show than Democrats. 
by the way, I also didn't vote for Barack Obama and I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton and I believe in border security and I believe in capital punishment. So you're wrong when you say I'm completely biased to run side. You're wrong. And even if that's the case, even if you are biased to one side, isn't it your due diligence and your responsibility to interview people on the other side? That's the whole point of this conversation. Some people obviously don't understand the point I'm trying to make. Whether you're biased or not, the point I'm trying to make is it's your responsibility to debate people on the other side and not to be afraid to be challenged. There are people on the far and people on the left too, but there are a lot of people on the far right that don't want to be challenged. People on the far right that don't want liberals on their show if they're a far righty. Mark Levin does it every day. He calls them, they call him the great one. What is great about not wanting to be challenged? What is great about not hearing the other side and having debate with people? Now, listen, you can go on the air every day and you can call people on the other, other side idiots like Mark Levin does every day, but that doesn't mean you're smart. Debate people on the other side. Sean Hannity almost never does it. Laura Ingram never does it. Tucker Carlson almost never did it. Sean Hannity rarely ever does it. Rush Limbaugh never did it. How many times did Rush Limbaugh on his show have a staunch liberal on? To debate almost never. I call that cowardly. There are a lot of people that I know that invite people on their show all the time. I'm one of them that maybe they disagree with, and they don't they don't want to come on. And I find that to be cowardly. I find that to be embarrassing. And, and I talk about this kind of stuff every day. I would rather have somebody in studio that I disagree with than I agree with. Because I think if you have a conversation and you interview somebody that you agree with, it's boring. But there are a lot of people on the far right today that refuse to interview liberals or lefties. And I think that's wrong and I think that's cowardly. And I think you're, you're not doing a service to your listeners. The great thing about uh, the, the, the great thing about this country is being able to have a debate with other people. And obviously there are some people that are very difficult to have debates with. If you don't have your facts ready to go or you're just saying things that are false, then it's very difficult to have a debate with somebody like that. As I mentioned at the bottom of the hour, we are going to be talking about this group of activists that uh, were arrested in Nevada and these rangers intervened. You've probably seen the video. Um, traffic was backed up for 10 miles, people trying to get to Burning Man, people trying to get to work. Well, one of the leaders of this group who was actually arrested yesterday, his name's Tommy uh, Diacono. He is going to be joining us live at the bottom of the hour. I'll take a few calls now, 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you'd like to be a part of the conversation, 702-221-7283. Let's start off with uh, Patrick. Patrick, what's going on? Hey, man, thanks for letting me be a part of the conversation, man. You sound like you're in a good mood today. <laughs> Am I? I don't know. I do feel a little better than I did yesterday. My co-host gets me very stressed out. Patrick, let me start off by saying this. I am always happy. Hey, hey. I am always. Hold on. Let me Go just ahead. say this is important. I am Go always ahead. happy to have a conversation or debate with somebody like you. All I ask is that we don't talk over each other. We both give ourselves an opportunity. And let's just be try to be factually accurate. It's okay to disagree. Fair enough? There you that's fair, man. I, I, I okay. Like Go, it ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. What's on your mind, sir? Um, as of yes, what we talked about yesterday, you mentioned that uh, mass murders, um, majority of them, you, you, you seem to think that uh, 
AR-15s are used. Um, I didn't say that. Okay, so Patrick, I have to interrupt. Hold on, hold on. uh, Hold on, Patrick. This is where I get a little frustrated with you. I never said more people were dying uh, from AR-15s or I I never made that statement. What I did say, no, let me finish. What I did say is that when you have at least 10 or more people, and you can look at the stats if you don't believe me, I'm talking about the larger mass shootings, like the one that took place in Vegas, assault weapons are used. I didn't say that the majority of deaths uh, are caused by assault weapons. I did say when you have the larger mass okay. shootings, they're Okay, caused- you made your point. Okay, we can rewind the clip from yesterday, but well, my impression of, of, of 78% of mass shootings are used uh, handguns are used, not AR-15s. Okay, I never said I, I, I never I, I never said it was AR-15s. What I did say is that we need to do something, and I asked you yesterday five times, "What are your solutions?" And you didn't give me any. That's what got me frustrated. I want to give you an op- I, Patrick. I want to give you an opportunity. I talk about gun violence on this show every day, and I come up with solutions. It doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything that I say, but at least I'm coming up with things that I think would work. Okay. And I want to know what your solutions are. Okay. So, can I, so we agree that the majority of mass shootings are done with handguns. We agree on that, and I agree with you that the the majority of the the worst mass shootings have been done with AR-15s. I give you that. But the majority of mass shootings are done with pistols. We agree. I would have to look up the stats on that. What I do know is that when it's at least uh, eight people uh, that are killed, it's not a handgun that's used. In most cases, it's an assault weapon. But go ahead. I want to know what your solutions are. Let's have a conversation. Let's start from... What I'm looking here is that... Yeah. Well, to, to debate the issue and to understand how to address the issue, I think we need to have good data that we all agree on. I think... Okay, let's start with that. Let's start with that. Let's let's try to agree on some things here. Let me start from square one with you, Patrick. Okay? Do we agree? Do we agree? Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Do we agree? There's way too much uh, gun violence in this country. Can we agree on that? I don't know what gun violence is. Okay, how can I have a conversation with you if you're not willing to agree with me that too many innocent people are dying at the hands of gun violence? I'll give you my I'll give you my solution. All right. Oh wait, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I before I hear your solution, I need to hear it from you. You're telling me you can't agree with me that there's too many people dying from gun violence in this country. You can't even admit that. That's a very as far as I'm concerned. I don't agree with the premise of the question. The idea that gun guns are violent. I think. That it means when somebody dies, question. when somebody is murdered and dies at the hands of a gun, that's what gun violence is. You oh, can't... Okay, so let's get back to the stats so we can agree on some of this. There's been uh, years, 2018, more people died from knives than rifles. And you're okay. talking about banning we are talking rifles. About, we are talking... No, nobody's talking about banning <laughs> that. Uh, we're talking about gun violence in general, not just one specific gun. But we have more gun violence... Why can't we talk about knife violence if knives okay. kill more people than okay. rifles? When was the last time over 60 people died from a mass knife killing? Can you can you give me that one, sir? People well, have, hold on, hold on. Has happened when in was China the la- with I'm sword, not... We sword, are, okay, yes. let's be clear. We're talking about the United States of America. We're not talking about gun hey, violence Brian, in China. I thought we were going to try to agree on some stuff okay, here, man. You're just trying to play gotcha. That's no, you're I, trying to no, do. No, you're saying things that are not factually accurate. We are talking about the United States of America, <laughs> not China. That's number one. Number two, can you tell me, since you want to bring up knives, which is absurd, when was the last time somebody went into a school with a knife and murdered a dozen kids? Has that happened in this country? 
Okay, the, I'm, I'm, the I'm answer Googling is no. this for you, buddy. Uh, yeah, you're Googling it because you don't know the answer, but I do. The answer is no. No, I'm so talking let's... about knives killing more than rifles. Okay. I'm trying to get some You're not answering here. my question, okay? The, the bottom line here is so you so look you, up and you compare people, people that have died from knives compared to guns. It's not even close, sir. That's a ridiculous analogy that you're making, and I find it frustrating. Oh, that's, an F, that's an FBI stat. That's okay, an FBI okay. stat. Okay, so Everybody more people have died from that. knives Everybody than guns. Okay, so what's the FBI stat that says Google more? Hey. No, 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 no. Google Answer it. this. Apparently, you know, more people have died. This isn't funny, sir. We're talking about people that are that innocent Americans that have died. I don't know why you're laughing. Give me the year that more people have died from knives than guns in this country. What year is that, sir? No, no that's not what I said. Oh, OK, then don't bring it up. Then don't knives? bring it up. Then don't bring it up because we're talking about no, gun violence, no, not I'm knife violence. What I said. I'm explain what I said. Knives. Have killed more people than rifles. Okay, you guess what? We are not just talking. Just we are not just talking about rifles. We are. I, I keep saying the word gun violence. Notice how there's not any specific gun tagged along to that. Let's get back to actual you guns. Assault rifles. Okay, there. let's you get back. Let's get back to actual guns because I only got a couple more minutes here. We're not talking about knives. Nobody's going to ban knives, and knives aren't causing mass killings in this country. And by the way, we're also not talking about China. I find it amazing. Amazing that I want to try to get some common ground with you. And I ask you a question that I believe 99% of people would answer immediately, Republican, Democrat, gun lover or not. When I say, do you agree with me that there are way too many deaths in this country at the hands of guns that are being used? And I am amazed that you won't even answer that. Okay, gun violence means someone using a gun and killing somebody. And I'm not talking about self-defense. I'm talking about murder. And I ask you, do you agree? Are there too many deaths at the hands of gun violence? And you won't even answer that basic question. Then how can I have a conversation with you? I don't agree with the premise of the question that guns create violence or cause violence. Okay, so this is my solution. If If you want to hear my solution, Brian, I think we should round up all the violent guns and put them on trial and hold them accountable, and put them away for life. All the violent guns, let's prosecute them. Put them away. What do you mean all the violent guns? You can't prosecute a gun. What are you talking about? Oh, you, oh, that's brilliant, Brian. What are you talking about? It's an idiotic statement. Arbitrarily, you don't, you don't get, the, you don't get the, the relation there. Guns can't be put on so, trial. Okay, so what's your solution? That's not a solution. Violence. Okay, so I'll ask you again. I asked you five times yesterday. That's not a solution either. So now I'll ask you I don't one agree more with time. The premise of okay, the question. okay. Here's Boom. a pre- what would you That's do it. to end all the gun violence in this country? What do you think? What do you propose? Or would you do absolutely nothing? I'm only going to ask you one time. I don't agree with the premise of the question. You gun don't have any solutions. Exist. You don't think we should do anything. Is that what you're saying? To gun violence. There is no such thing as gun All right. Violence. I appreciate Period. the call, Patrick. Thank you very much. You have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. There is something called gun violence. It means a criminal uses a gun to kill somebody or multiple people. Gun violence occurred at the North Carolina campus yesterday. That was gun violence where a deranged individual decided to kill his professor. That's gun violence. On October 1, we had over 60 people that died at the hands of a madman who used a bunch of AR-15s to kill people. That is the definition of gun violence. It's violence, not used with a fist or a knife. It's with a gun. That is the definition of gun violence. And the fact that you won't even admit that there's way too many innocent people dying in this country at the hands of people with guns 
It's very difficult, Sir Patrick, to have a conversation with you. I'm trying to come up with some common ground. You obviously don't have any solutions because you haven't given me any. And then you won't even admit that there's too many people in this country that are dying at the hands of gun violence. I can't have a conversation with you if you're not willing to at least agree on that. (laughs) All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get back to the gun conversation here in a little bit. But we're going to switch topics here quickly. There's a group of activists that were arrested in Nevada. You might have seen this story yesterday because it made national news. They played it everywhere. CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. People uh, heading out to Burning Man and traffic was backed up for 10 miles. Why? Because this group of activists decided to block the road. Now, Nevada State Rangers arrived. One of them took their police squad car right through the barricades. Some people say that was excessive force. Then he took out his gun and made a bunch of arrests. None of these people had weapons on them. So, speaking of guns, we're going to talk about this coming up next. And our guest, his name is Tommy Diacono. He is part of this group and he was arrested yesterday. He's going to join us next and give his side of the story. I have some strong opinions on this. I don't think people should be in the middle of the road. To me, that's not a peaceful protest. I don't think people should be in the middle of the road, but I also believe this police officer used excessive force. So we're going to get his side of the story, and we're going to talk about that, and we're going to give him a call next. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Hey, Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. Fantasy football draft is upon us. And in Las Vegas, your number one draft party destination is Sapphire. Don't miss their sexy sports podcaster and Instagram vixen, Lisa Ann, kicking off the fantasy football draft party poolside at Sapphire Day Club, complete with dozens of topless entertainers and cocktail servers, bartenders, free Wi-Fi, and of course, fantasy draft boards to stake your top picks. Draft poolside or inside Sapphire Las Vegas. 
packages are available now online at sapphirelasvegas.com and sapphiredayclub.com. Text or call 702-869-0003 to reserve your draft party today. Again, that number 702-869-0003. And I'll see you at Sapphire. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Hungry for the best barbecue in Las Vegas? Come out to the infamous barbecue and meat market, John Moles Meats and Roadkill Grill in Las Vegas. John Moles was featured on the Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Now take home delicious meat selections for your grill, and while you're there, grab a bite of the best barbecue in Las Vegas. With two locations now at Tom and Gowan or on North Decatur, you're sure to find the perfect meats for your next barbecue or party. Find us online at johnmolemeats.com. Big Dogs Brewing Company, open 24-7, is an award-winning brewer, a full-service catering business, and a fun, smoke-free brew pub restaurant with a full-service bar, including over 35 craft beers on tap, 35 multi-denomination slot machines, the best gaming promotion, and a lively, dog-friendly outdoor patio. Big Dogs Brewing Company, 4543 North Ratchet Craig. Find out more at BigDogsBrews.com. Steiner, the Nevada style pub invites you to play the best tavern, keto, and video poker in Vegas. Promers are how we roll, so make the most of your gaming dollars here with us. Come play our proud partner gaming promotion, Fly Aviators Fly, and receive daily free play, bonuses, and more. With a chance to win awesome brand of prizes and big money for all the jackpots each week. It's not only great gaming that Steiner's pub has, it's the 24 awesome rotating draft beers. Vegas is best appetizers to match. So join us in supporting your Las Vegas aviators, Golden Knights, Lights, Aces, and the Raiders, as we make history in Vegas. Steiner, the Nevada style pub at 8410 West Cheyenne, 1750 North Buffalo, and Las Vegas Boulevard at Windmill. Steiner's, I love this place. Located only four miles from downtown Colorado Springs, at just 10 miles from Pikes Peak, Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods offers spacious rooms featuring contemporary decor with stylish furnishings, including divided living and sleeping areas, the Hyatt Grand Bed, state-of-the-art media and work center, a 
42-inch flat panel high-definition television that easily integrates with laptops and other devices. And complimentary breakfast is included in your stay. Hyatt Place, Colorado Springs, Garden of the Gods at 503 West Garden of the Gods Road. Visit HyattPlace.com. At the Bagel Cafe, the recipe is simple, good food, and generous portions. Family-owned and operated since 1996, the Bagel Cafe is a unique restaurant where you can get anything your appetite desires. From a bagel and a schmear to piled high corned beef on homemade rye, fresh fruit platters and salads, or creamy New York cheesecake. Check them out at thebagelcafelv.com. The Bagel Cafe, where there's something delicious for everyone. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining us. Story that made national news. Activists were arrested in Nevada after state rangers intervened to break up a a climate protest that was blocking a road to the renowned uh, Burning Man Music Festival. Uh, And the video has gone viral, right? People were arrested there, but a lot of people are, are, are talking about two different things. First of all, the blockage of the road. But then how state rangers handled it. One police officer went right through um, the blocked road and then took out his gun. I want to play you a little bit of audio before we introduce our next guest. This is what it sounded like when police officers made arrest and, 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 and slammed into the barricade on this road. Have a listen to this. It's really crazy audio. All right, so you get the idea. Uh, pretty, pretty wild stuff. The guy joining us on the line right now, his name is Tommy Diacono. He was one of those activists that was arrested yesterday. He's from Seven, uh, I believe it's called Seven Circles Alliance, uh, and uh, he joins us right now on the line. Tommy, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Uh, well, thank you for having me. Just- uh, I think we lost you a little bit there on your phone. More than just to- There you go. You're good. Go ahead. Tommy, are you there? Uh-oh. He might be in a bad cell phone area. Maybe we need to call him back. Tommy, can you hear us? All right, I think we'll have to we might have to call Tommy back because the uh cell phone range he's in right now is not very good. Uh but we'll call him back. Tommy was one of those uh guys in the video. He's the big dude in the video that uh got arrested. Uh to give people a little bit more background on what happened. Uh, the activist from this Seven Circles group uh, aimed to disrupt the road leading to this Burning Man festival to form uh, this climate protest. State rangers were summoned by motorists after heated exchanges between protesters and drivers, and I believe we have Tommy back on the line now. Tommy, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Perfect, perfect. You sound great. Okay, go ahead, because we missed what you said. Go ahead, Tommy. Okay, what I said was it wasn't just a climate protest. It was a system change protest. Gotcha. More than anything. Okay. It was for 
it was for us to bring to mainstream narrative that the system ain't working. <laughs> Understand. Now, listen, I'm going to be the first one to say I have no problems with a peaceful protest. I really don't. That's yeah. your constitutional right to do so, whether yeah. I agree with what you're doing or not. But there are some people, Tommy, that are saying, why would you block a road? Because, you know, there could be people with medical. You've heard there could be yes. people with medical yes. problems. What if somebody has a seizure, diabetic? Yes. What would you say yes. to those people that say, well, wait a second, you're putting uh, lives in danger by blocking a road? What, okay. would, you, what would you say to them? I would say that they are 100% correct, but also it is a short-sighted observation. Uh, more and more people are realizing that the climate disaster is here. We're seeing record fires, record floods, and the economic system isn't working. I mean, this year we have a 12% increase in homelessness. Mm -hmm. So what we are saying is, Change isn't coming fast enough. We are blocking the streets to wake up normal people to push back on our governments because the, the less suffering is going up. So, yes, we're taking risks blocking the road, but that's how we get our voice heard because we've been protesting with a permit in the right places, but nothing changes and no one listens. How many so people... we're doing this for normal, working, everyday people, because yeah. when the fires come, who's going to take care of them? How many people, Tommy, were arrested in your group yesterday? It was five of us. Do you feel like police used excessive force? How do you feel about the way that rangers uh, behaved yesterday? Listen, I, I, I really don't want to get too into how the Rangers behaved because it's going to take away from the bigger message. Mm -hmm. The Rangers overreacted, but that is just a snapshot of the institutional violence against protest in America today. Yeah. And it's in line with how, how bad things are getting for normal people. They're responding with violence rather than shifting the budget away from police and military to taking care of people with health care, schools, right. and just people over profit. We need a people over profit government. So, Tommy, I don't disagree with you with your message. I really don't. In fact, I'm on your side. I think the only, the only problem that I have is, let me give you an example, and you can tell me, Tommy, whether you agree or disagree with me. What if somebody sure. had a medical episode yesterday, maybe a diabetic or somebody had a seizure? Let's just say, God forbid, if somebody died, wouldn't that be on your hands because you blocked the road? I mean, I, that, that's my issue. I feel like there's better ways you can get your message across rather than blocking a road, I, you know? My... My friend, I wish that were true. I wish there was better ways to get your voice heard. Radical change never came from the middle. The institutions and the government has been hijacked by the richest people in America, and they do not want change. Now, unless we change, like the states now in the U.S. where insurance companies are pulling out. So what's going to happen when a flood takes out a whole town and they don't have insurance like Maui now? We're looking long distance. Mm -hmm. Now, you know what I mean? We're seeing, we're seeing, we're seeing what's coming and, and we're feeling it. I mean, Canada's on fire up north, mm -hmm. you know, and what are, what are normal working class people going to do when there's no insurance and a fire burns their home? I mean, they're going to get $700 per household. How far is that going to take them? We're seeing long distance. We, we, we prayed to God that nothing would happen to anyone in the traffic there. But how else can we get our voice heard? I mean, activists have been screaming about the climate for 30 yeah. years, and it's only gotten well, I would worse. Say, I would, you asked me a very interesting question. How can you get, well, first of all, voting. I'm sure you vote. Uh, vote. I, I, I would like to think that more people on the left are, are a little bit more 
open to climate change than people that are on the right. So I would say you start there, you vote. There's certainly ways of getting your message, uh, you know, as an American. Uh, But, you know, and, and I guess that's where we might agree to disagree. But I had a problem with the way the police officers treated you guys yesterday. I did have a problem with that. I did have a problem also, you know, you got into some heated exchanges with some people. Can you talk a little bit about that? There were people in cars in traffic that were very agitated, and I saw it was kind of mesmerizing. I saw you guys getting into it with them. Can you talk about that, Tommy? Uh, first, I'd like to go back to what you suggested with a question to you. Sure. Vote for who? You said vote, but vote for who? Well, I wouldn't vote for anybody on the right if you're talking about climate change. I'd vote for more candidates on the left. But, but the Biden administration is drilling more oil than ever, and they plan to drill more oil. Both parties are in bed with, 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 with big oil. This is the scary part. Mm-hmm. So where do we get you our know, oil from? So where do we get our oil from? Where do we, where, where do, we do? We're going to have to change the way we use our oil for bare minimum. We can't keep increasing oil. The U.S. today burns 20 million, of, 20 million barrels of oil per day. Mm-hmm. The carbon dioxide in the air is going to kill us. It's not, uh, I wish it weren't true. I'd rather be dancing and playing, but mm-hmm. this is physics. So, so do you the think, oil do you think we should, abol- should we just abolish gasoline altogether and just have all electric uh, cars? We can't just, we can't. No, it has to be a slow transition, but we have to move away from a growth economy and start taking big taxes like in the 1950s from the richest and distributing that wealth to the poorest so the economy can cool down. A growth economy that needs constant growth can never slash carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. We're in a sort of death spiral, if you know what I mean, and a massive investment in public transport, just like they do in Europe. There's no question. There's no, there's no question yeah. that we are very dependent on other countries for our oil. I agree with you there. Yeah. I, I wish that wasn't the case, and I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you on that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you know, I see. I, here's what I don't want. I don't want yeah. violence. I know you guys are yeah. not a violent group. However, I, I, I understand that, and I appreciate that. But I heard a rumor, and you can tell me if this is true or not, that there was a threat and somebody called 911 because somebody that was in their car in the traffic was threatening to shoot you guys. Is that true? And did you hear that? No. What happened was one of the guys that was stuck in traffic that was the most furious guy that came up within five minutes, he screamed, I'm calling 911 and telling them that you have a gun. Mm-hmm. So that's why the cops were came in so hot. They, they, they. He weaponized the, the police on us and said we have a gun, which obviously we did not. Okay, well that person should go to jail because that's a lie. You can't just call. Yeah. You can't just call nine one one and say somebody yeah. has a gun when clearly you guys didn't. That changes yeah. things for me a little bit because you know when police are yeah. coming into a situation and they heard that yeah. somebody has a gun, they're going to take their gun out. Uh, so I, I guess yeah. I, I, that's news to me. I didn't know that. That's not your fault. Yeah. That's the idiot who decided to call nine one one and lie. That's that's terrible. Yeah. Do you have a problem that's, with any terrible. of these? Yeah, that's horrible. Do you have, even. Yeah. Go ahead. And even more insulting, it is someone on the way to Burning Man, which is supposed to be a peaceful right. community, like uh, for, 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 for a Burning Man attendee or a burner, as they say, right, right. to lie to cops, to try get climate activists killed, essentially by police, is right. surreal. I don't want anybody to be hurt. And again, we're, we keep, uh, we're kind of going in circles a little bit here. I agree with your message. It's not that I disagree yeah. with you. I just don't yeah. want to see anybody get hurt. And I feel like yeah. if you're going to block roads, 
There's going to be no. people that are going to be really crazy and agitated, and I don't want anybody no. to get hurt. No. There has to be no. a better way. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And I understand what you're saying. Sometimes you have to no. make people a little uncomfortable to get your message across. I understand that's that. It. I get that also. I just feel like there has to be a better way than this, because if you're going to continue to block roads, I'm afraid that somebody's going to get hurt, and I don't want that to happen. First, first of all, people are already getting hurt. Uh, like uh, a record number of towns are being evacuated because of forest fires. Uh, kids with asthma in cities are going to the emergency room in record numbers. Floods are devastating parts of Europe, even parts of the U.S. So climate collapse is hurting a lot of people. Let's let's put that first. We're getting and it's going to end even worse. The science is saying it's going to get even worse. If you have uh, a better idea on how to make a lot of noise without causing disruption, please let us know. We're all ears. <laughs> well, unfortunately, in this country and in the world, I think you'll agree with me. We have a lot of problems. It's not just climate change. You know, yes. I've, I've been talking a lot yeah. about gun control and about health care, yeah. about how, you know, the homeless yeah. issues. Yeah. I think it's yeah. like, it's really hard and it's impossible to, to change everybody. But I do think you have to go to the polls. You have to vote. Yeah. Go to the voting no. stations. Uh, talk no. about keep 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 spreading your message about climate change. I have no problem no. with that at all. Uh, like no. I said, the only thing that I'm worried about is if you're blocking roads. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the best way to go about it. And I thought yesterday was it takes away from your message. I feel like to an extent. Now, listen, we wouldn't be talking on the phone right now. I wouldn't know who you are if you guys didn't do what you did yesterday. So there's a part of it where it's exactly, uh, and I, and I get that, but but. I, you yep. guys need to do more interviews. You need to go out there and, 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 and spread your message. I just, like I said, I just don't want anybody to get hurt. And for the record, the person who called 911 uh, on you guys and said you guys have a gun, that person should go to jail. Um, but yeah. uh, let me ask you this uh, in closing here. What is the one thing you would want our politicians to do policy-wise to address the climate change issue? If there's one thing that Joe Biden is not doing or politicians in general, what would that be? Uh, be honest. And be fully transparent with with who is funding them. How is Joe Biden lying? You're saying he's not being honest. Listen, the the fossil fuel industry spends on lobbying tens of millions. It's all intertwined. Mm-hmm. We need we need we need systemic change, and systemic change isn't going to come from two parties that have been in bed with. The oil companies, with the plastic companies, with yep. the big food companies, with sure. everything that we need is owned by 10 companies and they control even the media. Mm-hmm. They own all the news. They own all the newspapers. We're trapped in a reality shaped by the 0.001% and they do not care about working class people. Well, I don't disagree with you there. It's probably one of the main reasons why we had a war in Iraq. It was about oil and the Cheneys. It certainly wasn't about weapons of mass destruction. So I well said, my friend, I, I, I listen, we don't, we, we don't, we probably agree on a lot of things. Like I said, I just don't want anybody to get hurt. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I want you to yeah. be safe, Tommy. Listen, I, ap- yeah. I appreciate you coming on the show. I really do. Yeah. If you want to come Thank back you for having me, if you want to come back on anytime, you're more than welcome to. And I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a nice day. You too. That's Tommy Diacono. Uh, from Seven Circles Alliance, I don't necessarily disagree with him on a lot of what he said. Let's be honest. The war in Iraq wasn't about weapons of mass destruction. It was about oil. Now listen, I'm not the kind of guy that would be blocking a road. I don't want to inconvenience people. I disagree with him doing that, and I tried to say it in the nicest way possible. But 
I also don't disagree with his stance on climate change either. But I also think there's a lot of things that we need to address other than just climate change. And maybe he would agree with me on that. Gun control, which we're going to talk about next. We need to do, uh, address health care. We need to address, you know, families that are living paycheck to paycheck, taxes. I mean, there's so many different things. The homeless issue, drugs, fentanyl, the border. There's so many different important issues. I'm not saying climate change isn't important. It should be on that list. But there's a lot of things that need to be spoken about. And listen, there was one protester that I want to play this audio for you next. And this is a protester that uh, was at the event yesterday. We just spoke to one of them, Tommy Diacono. I forgot to ask him what he was charged with. We could probably look that up. But he was one of the people that were arrested yesterday. He's very passionate. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but this is one of the protesters that I don't necessarily agree with. And this is the protester uh from this group seven circles alliance again i believe there were like five or six of them there tommy just said five of them got arrested and, and this is one of them have a listen to this audio liberal policies biden is drilling more oil than any president since bush like come on We're, so liberalism is not the answer either we need to change the system we need burners to rise up you're intelligent you're a conscious human being you're awakened we have it here's a flyer okay so saying things like rise up and change the system doesn't mean anything to me it's just like the guy I had on Patrick in the first segment who was talking about gun control. And by the way, we're going to talk about that next segment. We're going to talk more about uh, gun control. Rise up and change the system is not going to change anything. Now, you might have heard this. I want to play it for you. These are people in traffic. Now, keep in mind, this is where I disagree with this group. You can't block a road. You can't just inconvenience people. That is against the law. And I just learned something from Tommy that I didn't know. When somebody calls 911 and they say they have a gun, police are going to be very careful with what they're doing, and I don't have a problem with that officer and his actions now. I'm totally changing my opinion based on that interview because Tommy from this group told us that somebody called 911 said the group had a gun, which was a lie. Now, that person who called 911 should go to jail because that's illegal. You just can't call 911 and lie about that. That's very serious. That's why the officer tore down the barricade, and that's why he took out a gun. Don't blame the officer for that at all. In fact, I commend the officers. I don't think they did anything wrong. But for that person who called 911, that, that's just disgusting. That's terrible. Because I'm pretty positive that the officer wouldn't have acted the way he did if somebody didn't say they had a gun. With that being said, you can't be blocking roads. I want to play for you this interaction between uh, some of the people that were in the traffic that were annoyed. By the way, I would have been pretty annoyed too, being stuck in traffic for a blockade for a protest. And in this clip that I'm going to play for you, these people are trying to push the blockade off the road and then you have this guy who we just had on, Tommy, who's who's trying to stop them from doing so. It's a very volatile situation. Have a listen to this. I don't know. I'm not a... Get on and take a ride. No way. We don't want to follow me. I don't, guys. I'm really attached here. I'm attached. Well, you're yes, we'll get it. Guys, we're attached. 
Tell we are attached. Well, you take yourself get to it. Out the way you guys are causing traffic and traffic jam and people can get hurt like this. You want to get out the way. You, you want to get hurt Injured, there's no reason to block the road. I mean, there's nobody injured, so it's like, please, you can move the debris out of the way. I'm sorry that you lost your All right, so people obviously very frustrated. That's not the way to go about it. If you're an environmentalist, whatever you are, whatever cause, you you do have a First Amendment right to peacefully protest. You don't have a right to block a public roadway. You can walk on a public roadway and hold up signs on the sidewalk, you can't block cars. That's why they got arrested. I don't have a problem with that at all. And if they continue to block roads, they're going to continue to get arrested, and that's going to be an issue. That's not the way to go about this. You know, I made this point when I was talking to uh, Diacono, which was one of the people that were arrested yesterday, and you see him in the video. He's this big dude. You don't want to mess with him. But What if somebody's having a seizure or a diabetic doesn't have their insulin or somebody's having some sort of medical episode? First of all, you'd be making it very difficult for emergency personnel to get out there. That's number one. And number two, what about the good people that are just trying to get to work? You know, people that are trying to make a living. There's a way to get your message across without inconveniencing people like that and putting people's health at risk. So I do believe this group was wrong in doing that. They were wrong in blocking the road. And I would, by the way, say that for anybody. I would say that for any peaceful protest. It doesn't matter. Listen, you could be a Proud Boy member. I don't like your group. I don't like what you stand for. But you do have a First Amendment right to protest. You don't have the right to cause violence or create violence or storm the Capitol. You have a right to hold up your signs if you're a MAGA supporter. I'm going to disagree with you because I think Donald Trump is despicable. But, you know, you have the right to peacefully protest in this country. Even if I disagree with you, you have the right to peacefully protest, and I would never take that away from anybody. You don't have a right to block a public road. And some people are saying, well, it's, it's more than an inconvenience, and I would tend to agree with you. I mean, it's, it, there, there are people that could suffer medical episodes. You're putting people's health and lives in danger so I think it takes away from the cause of, of, of the message they're trying to put across. So the only person, uh, people that I, I think I have a problem with here, not law enforcement. I think they did their job. I don't have a problem with that at all. The people that uh, I take issue to, I think, are people that blocked the road, even though I don't necessarily disagree with their message, right? I made that clear. I don't necessarily disagree with their message. So... I don't agree with the way they handled it. Blocking a road is no, it's not, that's not a peaceful protest. I'm sorry. That's, there's nothing peaceful about that. And I do have a problem with the person or persons who called 911 saying these people had guns. They're not violent criminals, these people. They didn't have any weapons on them. That was also a lie. And that's a serious crime. You can't call 911 and just lie and say somebody has a gun. So that's where I take issue here. And, you know, there are people on social media that are saying, Brian, you're not far left today. I'm never far left. You don't know anything about me. You don't know anything about my 
voting record. You don't know anything about my personal beliefs or my voting record if you're going to think that I'm far left. I'm not. I lean to the left on social issues. That doesn't mean I think that everybody that protests should be blocking roads across the country. That would be mayhem, and it's ridiculous. I am not far left. I am an independent that leans to the left on social issues that has very few things in common with Republicans these days. Very few. There are some Republicans I have respect for. Very few these days. I seem to get along with Reagan Republicans these days. And I lean to the left on social issues. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I am an American first. I am an independent. And I am capable for voting for either a Republican or a Democrat. But I can tell you right now, I can't think of many Republicans I would vote for if it's them versus Joe Biden, even though I'm not a big Joe Biden supporter. I've been very clear on that. I appreciate Tommy Diacono coming on. One of the people that was arrested out there. I appreciate him taking the time. He seems like a nice man. I don't have any personal issues with him. I wish they wouldn't block roads because I think that caused the problems yesterday. And I don't want to see people waiting in traffic for hours on end just so people could spread their message. I think that's wrong. I agree with his message. Can't block roads. You can't do that. At the same token, you can't call 911 and lie and say they have a gun either. Have no problem with law enforcement and what they did now. No problem. All right. Appreciate uh, Tommy coming on. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, shooting on the North Carolina campus, a professor is dead today, family grieving. We know what took place in Jacksonville over the weekend. We're going to talk a little bit more about gun control when we come back, and I'm going to give you my list of solutions and things that I think we can do in this country to lower the gun violence. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. Fantasy football draft is upon us. And in Las Vegas, your number one draft party destination is Sapphire. Don't miss their sexy sports podcast or an Instagram vixen. Lisa Ann kicking off the fantasy football draft party poolside at Sapphire Day Club, complete with dozens of topless entertainers and cocktail servers, bartenders, free Wi-Fi, and of course, fantasy draft boards to stake your top picks. Draft poolside or inside Sapphire Las Vegas. Packages are available now online at sapphirelasvegas.com and Sapphire dayclub.com. Text or call 702-869-0003 to reserve your draft party today. Again, that number 702-869-0003 and I'll see you at Sapphire. 
Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Pine Hollow Winery is the first and only boutique winery in the Las Vegas city limits that features its own handcrafted wines. Located on the west side just minutes from the Strip at 7018 West Charleston, Pine Hollow Wines are available for tasting by the glass, bottle, or for carryout. Peach lovers pick up a bottle of the Warm Fuzzy, which is a sweet Chardonnay-style wine made with peach and apricots. Visit PineHollowWinery.com for their events, wine menu, and hours. That's PineHollowWinery.com. All right, welcome back to Push the Limits. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at Sahara West Urgent Primary Care, located at 6125 West Sarah Avenue. They take most insurances. If you don't have insurance, only a $95 copay. Give them a call, 702-248-0554. You can also visit them online at saharawesturgentcare.com. So... Another tragedy taking place on the uh, University of North Carolina campus. Authorities charging a University of North Carolina graduate student with first-degree murder 
in the fatal shooting of his faculty advisor in an attack that caused a campus lockdown while police searched for the gunman. And the video is mesmerizing because you, you see him being arrested. And there's also video of, of students escaping from their windows of their dorm rooms and classrooms. It's it's uh, it's really tough to watch. 34 year old. I'm not going to say his name. He's due in court today for his initial hearing of the killing of uh, Jai Yan inside of a science building on the Capitol Hill campus. In addition to the murder count, he's also charged with having a 9mm handgun on educational property. Uh, Yan was an associate professor in the Department of Applied Physical Sciences who worked for the university since 2019, a horrible tragedy. And my thoughts go out to his friends and family, and this comes uh, you know, in the wake after this horrible shooting in Jacksonville, which was clearly a hate crime, right? This white supremacist going in there. The world famous radio shopping show weekday on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com. I don't know why we had a promo. That the just... views and opinions expressed in the following on program are those of the program's participants. Be right back. And do not necessarily reflect those of station staff, management, and advertisers. It's always good to be live on the air when stuff is playing. Anyway, sorry about that, folks. We're talking about gun control. We're talking about what took place in Jacksonville. And um, it really is mesmerizing to me that there are no solutions for so many people on the right when it comes to the gun violence. And I talked about the shooting in North Carolina. We've talked a lot about Jacksonville. Clearly a hate crime. I don't think anybody would disagree with me that... um, that white supremacist went in there and killed people just because of the color of their skin, because they were black. And it's horrible and it's sad. The problem I have is there are people out there that have no solutions. I mean, we had a caller first segment where he talks about, you know, lack of, you know, gun violence. He's not even willing to admit that there's too much gun violence in this country and he gets into the weeds with me about guns and there's a lot of people out there that don't have any solutions. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to give you my list of what I think some solutions. There's no not one thing or, or 10 things that would end all the gun violence in this country, but I'm going to give you a list of things that I think would lower the gun violence in this country. And then I want to take your calls. There's people on social media that want to be a guest. I can't do that on social media. You have to call into the show. Phone lines are always open, by the way, 702-221-7283. And that number, if you want to be a part of the show, 702-221-7283. There are people that are saying I'm lying. I'm not lying about anything. Jacksonville was a hate crime. A white supremacist went in there and killed a bunch of people because they were black. He used an AR-15. There was a shooting that took place in the uh, University of North Carolina campus where a professor was killed. Gun violence. Gun violence is at the highest it's ever been in this country. We have 140 guns per 100 people in this country. We are infatuated with our guns. Doesn't mean I want to take your guns away if you're a law-abiding citizen, but I'm going to list you some things right now that I think would change, would help, would lower the gun violence. Let me start with red flag laws. If you're a husband or a wife and you leave a, a, a voicemail for... Somebody that you think I, I think is your loved one, and you put up a voicemail and say, I'm going to kill you tonight. I'm going to go buy a gun. Guess what? That person could would be arrested in every state in this country, but not every state in this country would 
disallow that person from buying a gun within 24 hours. I have a serious problem with that. We need to clamp on red flag laws. That's number one. Number two, the age to buy a weapon should be changed from 18 to 21 years old. And if your argument is, what about if you serve in the military? Those people need to be trained. They need to be trained. Okay. That brings me to number three, training. If you buy any type of gun, it could be an AR-15 or it could be a pistol or a BB gun. I don't care what type of gun you buy. There has to be some sort of mandatory training, just like a car. When you're getting your driver's license, you could be 16 years old or 60. You need to learn how to drive a car, and then an instructor is in the car with you to make sure you know how to drive that vehicle. Same thing should be with a gun. I don't know why we don't have mandatory training. I'm not saying you need 80 hours of training. Give me a few hours of training at least. Because you know what? If I'm in a mall or a supermarket or wherever and there's an active shooter situation and I know there's somebody with a gun, a good Samaritan with a gun, I want to know that they know how to use that gun. That would make society safer as a whole. So that's number three. I want mandatory gun training. Raise the age 18 to 21. I want red flag laws on the books. And... Fourth, and I think this is the most important one, we need an assault weapons ban. When you look at some of the largest mass shootings in this country and these shootings that are done in these schools, they're done with assault weapons, assault rifles. We had an assault weapons ban in the early 90s. Republicans allowed it to fizzle out in the Bill Clinton days. Gun violence was way down after that assault weapons ban. You don't need an AR-15 to defend yourself. Doesn't mean that Democrats want to take all your guns away because they don't. That's a lie. Better O'Rourke is the most outspoken on this. I had conversations with him on the phone just a few months ago. He does not want to take all your guns away. He wants an assault weapons ban. That's not taking all your guns away, and that's not an infringement on your rights. You have the right to bear arms. It doesn't mean you have the right to, to have weapons of war in your home to defend yourself. There's a difference. And back in the day when the Constitution was written, we didn't have AR-15s. We had something called muskets. So spare me the Constitution. When it comes to voting, you have to register to vote. Why don't you have to register every gun you have? In Florida, Ron DeSantis just passed a bill where open carry, the new open carry bill that he just passed, making it easier for people to carry guns without having a permit. That's making it easier. There's nothing wrong with owning a gun. There's nothing wrong with defending yourself. I don't want to take all your guns away. I just don't want AR-15s and assault weapons in the hands of anybody except law enforcement and our brave men and women in uniform. Number to call, 702-221-7283. I want to hear from you. 702-221-7283. If you're just as passionate about your guns, then you should be just as passionate about any gun violence. Let's go to John. Are we going to John first? John, thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? Um, what is your definition of an assault weapon? Here we go. Another one of these uh, conversations. Okay. I'm just asking. I know. I know. It's just interesting. Um, when people call in and they ask, they want to get into the weeds with me about what an assault weapon is. So I'll give you the same answer. I gave another caller yesterday, the weapon that was used in Las Vegas, the weapons that were used that killed over 60 people, the weapon that was used in Jacksonville that killed three innocent black people, the weapon that was used in Uvalde, Texas, in Columbine, those weapons. The weapons that are used killing 
a large amount of people. I'm not talking even one or two people, which is one or two too many. I'm talking about dozens of people. The weapon that was used uh, in Texas, El Paso at a Walmart. Those are the types of assault weapons that I don't want being sold. Okay, semi-automatic weapons. Those weapons that are used that have the, 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 the shoot as many people as possible, kill as many people as possible in the shortest period of time, and it seems to be the weapon of choice, the AR-15, the assault rifle that is used in so many of these mass shootings. So now can I ask you a question? Okay, I'm going to assume two questions, I guess, sir. I'm going to assume that you're a passionate guy when it comes to guns, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. Can I make that assumption? Uh, it wouldn't be a good one. I'm not passionate about it, but okay. I do like the accurate information. Okay, no problem. So are you a gun owner, sir? Uh, actually, I am. Okay. And I, I have and, one gun. And I have no problem with that at all. I want to be very clear on that. Do you agree with me that there's way too much gun violence in this country and our, our kids being gunned down? It's horrible. And we want to end that. Is that is that fair? Can we agree on that? Yes. Okay, good. So let's start there. Now, we might disagree on how we get there, right? And that's okay. I've, I've given you my list of things that I think would help. It's not going to end all the gun violence in this country, right? But we agree. There's way too much gun violence in this country. And I don't care whether it's in Chicago or people call it black on black crime. I don't care. I don't care, you know, what the color of your skin is. Wrong is wrong, right? And, and killing people is wrong. And I just want to get to a point where we can agree on some fundamental things. And I gave you my list. So I'm, I'm curious, like, what do you think we need to do as a country to lower the gun violence? Cause we agree there's too much of it out there. Well, sure. But uh, assault weapons, um, and if and I could be mistaken on on the stats, but more people are killed by handguns than they are by quote unquote assault okay. weapons. Yeah, and what I talked about in the first hour is when you look at some of the biggest mass shootings in American history, like what took mm. place in Las Vegas and in schools. You, uh, you know, right. uh, there are assault weapons that are used. Now you are correct, okay? Because I looked this up. Yes. Uh, these assault weapons are, are, are not the, the, the cause of all the, sh all, you know, the majority of people that are killed in this country. But when these, uh, horrible, despicable human beings go into schools or when they go into a mall or when they go to a concert and they want to kill as many people as possible in a short period of time, it's not pistols that they're using, right? It's assault weapons. So you, you, dis so you disagree with me that there should be assault weapons ban. Is that what I'm trying to get here? Yes, because really there is no such thing as an assault weapon. Okay, so any weapon that hold on, any weapon that fires more than one round, okay, without you know, when in rapid succession, is a modified rifle. Okay, so with that being said, Mod why is it that in all these large mass shootings in this country, like ninety nine percent of them, when more than ten people are killed, they're using AR fifteens? Then why is that? That well, that's not true though. What do you mean that's I mean, not true? I could name okay, you the, the biggest mass shootings in this country. Uh, you know, I can I can list them case by case, and the AR-15 seems to always be the most popular weapon that's used. It could be Uvalde, it could well, be Columbine, it could be Las Vegas, it could be the shooting in Buffalo. All these school shootings, are, are an AR-15 is used. It happened at Sandy Hook. Why is that? That is true. The biggest mass shootings in this country, AR-15s predominantly are used. And I'm asking you why. Why is that? Um, they say AR-15 style. That's the popular thing for media to say nowadays. They just lump every rifle into AR-15 style. Okay, so let's Armalite for some reason. Let's try which to. I don't understand. We're not going to agree on this, so let's try to shift the conversation to what I asked you earlier. 
I understand okay. you want to disagree with me on the AR-15 and what is an assault weapon. I don't want to get into the weeds, so let me ask you this. What are your solutions? Because I've put forth four or five things. Right. I understand you disagree with me on the assault weapons ban. Right. We're going to agree to disagree on that. But I want to know what right. you would do, John. What do you think this country should do to lower gun violence in general? Mental illness. Okay, so here's my response Treat to that. mental illness. Okay, but there's mentally ill people all over the world. Why is it we have this problem so badly in this country then? There's mentally ill people everywhere. Why do we have it here? Well, if you look at the stats, actually, Brazil is the number one country for mass shootings. Okay, but but let's okay again. Come on, let's be let don't be disingenuous now. Let's be honest. We have I'm a hu- huge problem in this country when it comes to gun violence. You and I agree on that. When you say mentally we, ill, there are mentally ill people all over the world. Why, why is you're it, right? Why is it that we have this problem so badly in this country? Then not all the but mentally here's the thing. Yeah, it's not the same. And non-criminal people that are committing these these atrocities. Well, that's obvious. It Nobody's going to mentally gonna, ill and the criminals that, that are doing it. Well, that's obvious. If you're going to kill somebody, of course you're deranged. I mean, that's obvious. You're right. I agree but, but with let me you. Ask you this. How are you going to get the criminals to obey any rule or law? You can make it more difficult for them to get guns. That's number one. Number two, I have a problem with an, a deranged 18-year-old, or any 18-year-old for that matter, with no understanding of how to fire a weapon, going into a gun store on their 18th birthday, buying thousands of rounds of ammunition, and a bunch of AR-15s with no training at all. I have a serious problem with that. That shouldn't well, happen in I this country. I heard you say that with Florida. That's not true with Florida. You I wasn't talking. Just walk I, into a gun store. I didn't specifically buy a gun. I didn't specifically say Florida. In most states in this country, if you're 18, like what took place in Uvalde, Texas, he, he the day he turned 18, he was able to walk into a gun store. So while there might be a few states here or there that have changed the laws, that should be throughout the country. Can we agree on that? Well, Texas has a gun safety course that you have to take. Okay, well, the eight, you can be the, able to buy a gun. As far as I know, the 18-year-old at Uvalde, Texas, didn't take any gun safety courses. So that's news to me. You have to in the state of Texas okay. and Florida. Okay, so let's, let's, let, let me ask you this then. I said that there should be mandatory training throughout the country. I'm not talking about 80 hours of training, but, you know, you need some training to drive a car, right? So uh, I want to, uh, let me ask you that. Do we agree on that? That if that's the case in Florida and Texas, should be throughout the country. Can we agree on that? Yeah, absolutely. There okay. should be some kind of training, Good. as okay. there is Good. in all states for getting a hunting license. Okay. You have to go through a gun safety course, right? But not for, when you do online. But for you hunting, have to do it in right? Person. Right. But that we're not just talking about hunting here. I'm talking about uh, you know through everything. Uh, you, you, you should. Okay. So we agree on one of the things solutions I stated. Do you also agree that the age should be 18 to 21 throughout the country? Not necessarily, no. Why? Tell me why. Well, and, and here's the thing, and I'm and I'm gonna, you know, throw this to another topic, okay? Because this is the big talking point for a lot of liberals. Well, we should make it 21 years old. Okay. Well, I'm okay, not a liberal, but, same, I, I, but I'm not a liberal, and I'm not putting talking points out there. I'm just trying to come up with solutions. Well, but go you ahead. are putting talking points out there. You how is it a, a lot of talking? How points is it a, coming up with a lot of what, what What did I say that you would consider a? Because to me, a talking point 
is just trying to make political points. And I'm not doing that. I'm trying to save lives and I'm trying to come up with solutions while so many people on the right have no solutions at all except hardening our schools and let's arm our kindergarten teachers. I mean, I don't think that's well, a talking un- point. Well, unfortunately, hardening the schools is a reality. It has to be done. So how no will that what laws? So how will that I mean, save look lives? At California. California has the strictest laws in this country, but they have one of the highest crime rates. And how in many Chicago people also. and how many people live in that state, sir? Are you going per capita or are you just going how many people? Millions of people live in there. Thank you. Matter. Okay, so one yeah, it, actually many I agree with you, but that kind of I stuff. agree with you, but when you say something like that, that's a talking point because we're you should be talking about per capita. There are a lot of people that live in California, a, a lot of more people live in California than, say, uh, a smaller state. So you have to go per capita, uh, number one. But, I, OK, so I disagree with you on that. I think it should be 18 to 21. And I don't think that's a talking point. Uh, that's just my personal. But I haven't heard any solutions from you. All you've said is mental illness. What does that mean? Mental illness and the criminals. So what Allow would you do? Prosecutors and do a, or make DAs and actually do their job so rather how- than let people get off. But the thing about it is, gun, illegal gun possession has been a problem since way back in the like even 1920s with mobsters and stuff. Half of their guns were stolen guns, were illegal guns. So, you know, gun being able to have a gun to get a gun is a lot easier sometimes than getting drugs nowadays. And I and okay? I have a serious problem with that. I have a serious problem with that. Uh, I think but you're not going to be able to take the guns out of the hands of the criminals who are selling them just to anybody. So you don't think we should do anything? Just put our hands in the what? air after our kids are gunned in schools and say, you know what? Bad people always going to get their hands on guns. There's nothing we can do. I have a serious problem with but that. But here's the thing. Every solution you came up with mm-hmm. isn't punishing the criminal. It's punishing the non-criminal. Okay, you want to go there? Uh, first of all, I'm not punishing the non-criminal. That's not true. When I say we should have an assault weapons ban, I don't feel like that's punishing a non-criminal. That's number one. Number two, when I raise the age 18 to 21, that's not punishing people. Are we punishing 12-year-olds when we say a 12-year-old can't drive a car? No, it's not safe for a 12-year-old to, 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 to buy a car. I don't think I'm punishing people when I say you should have mandatory training. Are we punishing everybody when you have an instructor with you when you learn how to drive a car? That's not, in punish- that's not punishing people. That's making the country safer. So I respectfully disagree with you on that. All I've heard you say as far as solutions go, and you can disagree with me on some of my solutions, that's fine. But all I've heard from you is, mental illness. What does that mean? What would you implement? How can we do a better job in making sure bad guys don't get their hands on guns? That's what I want to hear from you. When you just make a blatant statement like mental illness, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Mental illness? Treat mental illness. Well, that's another... Like bl- I said before, and you don't listen. Treat You're mental illness. Here, man. How do we treat because mental illness? Mass shootings are done by primarily the mentally ill. You're not going to go kill a bunch of people if you're sane. You could be it evil. You could be an evil human being, but you I'm have, but you have no problem with us. All right. Well, listen. I appreciate the call, John. We're obviously going to agree to disagree on a lot of things. Um, if your only solution to to lowering the gun violence in this country is treating mentally ill people, that's not good enough. I haven't heard anything else from you, and we've had like a ten minute conversation. Uh, I think we're going to go to uh, who are we going to next. Victor is next, 702-221-7283. Hello, Victor. Hey, 
say, Brian, just a point. When you say that the United States is the only country in the world with uh, shootings, I didn't say I that. Can I never a lot. Victor, I never said that. That would be a ridiculous statement. I never said that the United States is the only country in the world with shootings. I never said that. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, let yeah. me take let me take that a little bit. Mexico has the the the, the most restrict gun laws, you know, that I know of. I mean, overall, you cannot know as a civilian. Nobody can own any, anything over a three eighty. Right, that's a three eighty caliber. Um, guess what? Hundreds of thousands of people are dying in Mexico with guns, AR fifteens, AK forty sevens. Sure. There's no market. There's not. You cannot buy a gun like that in Mexico. But guess who has all those guns? You know, criminals. How do you stop them? You can. I mean, if somebody's crazy, if somebody's deranged. So you don't what think? Are you do so again, people? it goes back to the last caller, Victor. You're saying we just put our hands in the air and you don't think no, we no, should no, do no, anything? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Well, that's so, kind of what it sounds so like. The way I saying. see it, strict, stricter laws, stricter gun laws, are or, or punishments should be absolutely implemented. We had that, but we, Victor, gun, Victor, we had of, that. It's all about prosecuting. They don't prosecute. It. California ju- just passed a law that if you use a gun to rob somebody. You, they, they don't even Victor, have to I don't, it wasn't a violent crime. Okay, Victor, Victor, I don't disagree with you. We definitely need to put the clamps on the laws that are already on the books. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. But, but we also had an assault weapons ban that was implemented. And in the early 90s, Republicans allowed that to fizzle out. Guess what? If we're going to talk let about... Me, hold on. Me. Gun violence was way down when we had that assault weapons ban in place, but Republicans don't want to talk about that. Why can't we do both? Let me correct that. Let me correct that, what you just said. Let me correct that. There was a ban on fully automatic assault weapons, not semi-automatic weapons. It was an assault weapons ban. On fully automatic weapons. And gun violence was down. Semi-automatic weapons and, we're still allowed to have. You're and, still allowed to have them. And gun violence the was down. The problem that we have here, the pro- and, and you know what, when you say about the age, yeah, I agree with you, man. I think 25 for somebody to go buy an AR-15, because today's 18-year-olds are not the 80s 18-year-olds. And all these yes. kids right now are entitled. They're really not all there, man, to be I honest agree. with you, man. I agree. Why? I why, mean, they're, why, they're really not all there. Let's start there. I agree with you. Let's start with what we 100% agree on. We're, I'm with you. But there's a reason why that won't be passed. You know why? Because there's too many Republicans out there that are in the back pocket of the NRA, and they would never pass something like that. And that, that's my frustration. I don't Victor. think it's just Republicans, man. I think if you look at if you look at voting records, man, if Republicans and Democrats have refused to work on actual good laws. And why they is that? They have refused to do that. Well, uh, Democrats, a, Demo- I politicians, dis- politicians I are going to steer the pot, man. I they're dis- going to make you. I disagree. I uh, Democrats forget. Yeah. De- Democrats for decades have been trying to implement stricter laws and put them in place, and Republicans have repeatedly struck those down. So, I listen. Like what kind of law? The assault weapons what ban. Kind of They're trying to pass an assault that's, weapons ban, and and Republicans won't allow that. Assault, assault. You can take a nine millimeter and turn it in. You can take a nine millimeter pistol and turn it into an assault gun. I mean, it's 18, nothing, 18 to, to, They have to be specific. If they say, okay, you know what, we need a bad because. If you think about it, AK-47, it's deadlier than an AK than an AR-15. It actually has more punch to it. I understand, Victor, but, but the happens, point... Victor, what happens with that, Victor, the AR-15 has taken so much popularity 
that it's the gun to go to nowadays for I, all I, this moron, stupid kids I, I, that I, don't know what the hell I right or wrong. From, I, they don't know it. I don't disagree with you, but the point I'm trying to make is I think it's disingenuous to say it's both Democrats and Republicans' fault when it comes to all the gun violence in this country. Republicans don't want to put anything new on the books. You can disagree with some of the Democrats' solutions or some of my solutions, but the fact of the matter is, is that all Republicans care about when it comes to the NRA is their A-plus rating from the NRA. You'll hear it in their campaign ads. You'll never hear a Democrat uh, brag and gloat about their A-plus rating from the NRA. That's the problem. Victor, I got to get to some other calls, my friend, and I do appreciate you calling in. You call back anytime, okay? Right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. 702. Do we have Damon on the line? 702. 702- Two two one seven two eight three, and again that number. If you want to join the conversation, we're talking about gun control. Anybody and any of their views are welcome to call in. That number seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. Let's go to Carl. Carl is next. Hello, Carl. Hello, Brian. Can can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay, uh, you're coming in weak. That's fine. Well, I'm, um, a, I'm a very weak man, so that doesn't surprise me. Go ahead. Yeah. You you had a. Uh, caller in earlier, I think his name was Patrick, a uh, uh, mini-mentality man, said that uh, uh, knives are, kill more people than, than, than well, yeah, that's automatic a, that's, weapons that's a joke. and so forth. That's a joke. That's, well, obviously I've, that's I've mentioned this before. Uh, think of it this way. How many parents or people would rather have somebody break into their school with their children there with a knife? Or an AR-15. Of course, I make that I make that claim all the time. When people want to get into the, it's very interesting, right? Because when I talk about gun control, Carl, and I talk about the shooting in North Carolina yesterday, tragedy. When I talk about the shooting in Jacksonville, the the people that seem to disagree with me, and I'm not even sure what they disagree with me on. They always want to get into the weeds with me on what an assault weapon is. But if you notice. They'll never start a conversation with solutions. At least that last guy called in, and, and at least he, he 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 talked about some solutions. He thinks he should bring it to to twenty five. The age, at least he has something. It doesn't mean we always have to agree. But the people that I get frustrated with are the people that immediately say, "Brian, you don't know what an assault weapon is. Do you know an AR fifteen isn't an assault weapon?" And they want to get into the weeds with me about guns. But yet these are the same people that have no solutions to come up with solutions to end the gun violence in this country. They have none. That's why I get frustrated with these people. And uh, one other thing, Brian, are you listening? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, listen, uh, AR-15, to to take care of one person, you have somebody break into your house or whatever, a uh, single shot, a pistol can do the job. You don't need a weapon that can fire 100, wild, 100 rounds in a minute or two. I mean, to stop one person. The only reason for a gun like that is to kill more than one person. Absolutely. It has to be a, Absolutely. a bunch. I agree. There are certain types of guns that were not designed for self-defense. They were built for one reason and one reason only, and you said it, to kill as many people as possible in a short period of time. And those kinds of guns should not be sold to the general public. Put them uh, in the hands of law enforcement and our brave men and women in uniform. And I, and I talk about this all the time. But again, the same people that want to get into the weeds on what an assault weapon is literally have no solutions. I mean, it, listen, the guy that called in a few callers ago said, yeah, we do need to harden our schools. What does that mean? What does that mean? You think, you know, I heard that. It gets me so pissed off. After the Uvalde, Texas shooting, Carl, if you recall, an 18-year-old, with an AR-15, and Ted Cruz was talking about how a door in back should have been locked. 
The kid just shot his grandmother in the face. You think if there was a locked door that that would be a deterrent, that he wouldn't shoot the door down? I mean, we have to be realistic here. Ted Cruz is a fool. And no, I also don't think that if we arm all our teachers, that that's going to help any either. Obviously, you're correct about there shouldn't be a gun sold unless you're 21 years of age or older. Even 18, I feel. Is slightly different. I hear the argument, well, they can get be drafted and go into the army. Yes, but they're given training for quite a while on how to handle a weapon when you go into the military. Yeah. They yeah. just don't hand you the gun when you walk in the door. That's, uh, again, that's an argument that I hear. Brian, you want to raise the age from 18 to 21. What about our brave men and women in uniform? And, and that's my response. They have to be trained on how to use the guns. At least we've made some progress with some of the callers, and we do agree on some solutions that I brought up that would help. Okay. Carl, I appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you okay. very much. Okay. Appreciate that. Sure. Number to call 702-221-7283. Folks, it's very simple here. Okay. Very complex problem. If we can't agree on the most fundamental things, then we're not going to get anywhere. We have too many innocent people that are dying in this country, and there's way too much gun violence in this country. If we can't even agree on that fundamental fact, then we're not going to get anywhere. Now, we can disagree on how we get there. We can disagree on what solutions you think may or may not work. I don't have a problem with that at all. But if you can't look me in the eye and admit to me that we have way too much gun violence in this country and it's at an all-time high and it's way too much, then we're not going to get anywhere. We're not going to get anywhere. And I understand driving a car is a privilege. I get that. But here's the thing. When you drive a car, you have to get something called the driver's license which sometimes isn't easy. You have to be in the car with an instructor making sure you can drive the car properly. He's going to actually watch you drive the car. You have to learn how to drive a car. They check your health, your eyesight, for example, or you know, if you're a diabetic or if you have seizures, they're going to put that on your driver's license. They, they do a health check on you. That's, that's a fact. You have to learn and be trained on how to drive a car and be certified on how to drive a vehicle. You also have to re-register your car. Don't have to do that with guns, do you? There's no mandatory training as a whole. In many states in this country, you could be 18 years old with zero understanding of how to shoot a gun or use a weapon. And in many states in this country, you can walk into a gun store like the shooter in Uvalde did and buy thousands of rounds of ammunition and a bunch of AR-15s, and it's perfectly legal. The shooter in Jacksonville clearly had mental illness, bigotry, hatred, whatever the case may be, white supremacy. He had that far-right ideology, right? White supremacy. And several years ago, He had a mental illness checkup. And yet, this year, he was legally able to purchase firearms, including an AR-15. Shocker, he chose an AR-15. By the way, AR-15 sales, as far as guns go in this country, over 10 years ago, 2% of sales, AR-15. You know what it is now? 25%. That means for every four gun sales in this country, at least one of them will be an AR-15 type weapon. That's a problem. That's a problem. 
We can all disagree on how we get there. I'm open to those conversations. But if you can't agree with me that we have a serious problem in this country when it comes to gun violence, then it's very going to be very hard to have a conversation with you. You know, it's kind of like having a conversation with a MAGA, which I don't mind. But if you're going to call into this show and say Donald Trump is innocent and he's done nothing wrong and Donald Trump is a great guy, then it's going to be really difficult to have a conversation with you. Now, if you say some of these charges are politically motivated, but I do believe Donald Trump did some things wrong and he probably broke the law and he's a bad guy, then I think that's a very reasonable conversation to have. The point I'm trying to make is we need to get somewhere here instead of way out here. That's when it comes to every issue, including gun control. I've had some good callers today. We don't agree on everything. But because I want less gun violence in this country, and because I call out bigotry, people say, oh, he sounds like a liberal. This sounds like a liberal. He sounds like a big lefty. Why? Because I don't want innocent people to die? You might disagree with me on some of the solutions that I come up with, but I'm a liberal what does that mean? If you're on the far right, you don't care about gun violence? I, like, I don't understand what that statement is. This shouldn't be a political issue. It's an American issue. And it's about our brothers and sisters in this country that are being gunned down every day. It doesn't matter whether it happens in Jacksonville or North Carolina or Chicago. I don't care. And I don't care what the color of your skin is when it comes to this issue and what I am talking about right now or your sexuality. I don't care. It's about saving lives. And what does it matter? Oh, he sounds like a liberal. <laughs> I mean, what does that even mean? I'm coming at you and saying we have way too many people in this country that are dying at the hands of gun violence. Here's what I think we should do to end it, or at least lower gun violence. And somehow you correlate that with, oh, he sounds like a lefty liberal. So what does that mean? If I put my hands up in the air and I said we shouldn't do anything, that, that I'm a Republican? Maybe it does. I don't know. I want less people to die. I want this country to be safer. Yes, I want border security. I also want us to attack the issue of gun violence. And we'll talk more about that on the other side. And by the way, wanting less people to die is not a liberal talking point. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's an empathy talking point. And by the way, it's not a talking point. It means you have empathy and you care and you want to do something about it. That's not a talking point. A talking point is saying, you know, there's a two-tier justice system and Donald Trump is being treated unfairly. That's a talking point. And something tells me that that's what some of you people would say. I want you guys to give uh, my good friend Blake Gwynn a call. He works for Keller Williams. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, he's one of the best in the business. His father, the former great governor of the state of Nevada, the late, great Kenny Gwynn. Uh, this guy helped my family in their move here to Las Vegas. He'll help you. Please call Blake Gwynn, my good friend, at 702-540-3311. Again, that number, Blake Gwynn of Keller Williams. Even if you're just thinking of buying or selling a home, there's nobody better. 702-540-3311. We will take a quick break. We'll take your calls on the other side. That number, 702-221-7283. Again, if you want to be a part of the conversation when it comes to the gun control issue, I will gladly take your calls, agree or disagree. We've had all sorts of different people call in, which I appreciate. Phone lines are still open, 702-221-7283. Take a quick break. More of your calls on the other side. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP.
everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. Fantasy football draft is upon us. And in Las Vegas, your number one draft party destination is Sapphire. Don't miss their sexy sports podcast or an Instagram vixen. Lisa Ann kicking off the fantasy football draft party poolside at Sapphire Day Club, complete with dozens of topless entertainers and cocktail servers, bartenders, free Wi-Fi, and, of course, fantasy draft boards to stake your top picks. Draft poolside or inside Sapphire Las Vegas. Packages are available now online at sapphirelasvegas.com and sapphiredayclub.com. Text or call 702-869-0003 to reserve your draft party today. Again, that number, 702-869-0003, and I'll see you at Sapphire. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now... I am raising a family here as well, so I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Hey, everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. 
They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. start off this segment. I like it. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones. Great food, great atmosphere. They got great promotions. They also take care of law enforcement. If you're in uniform, you get a free lunch, a free meal. And uh, I've had some luck there on the slot machines lately. I'll be honest with you. A uh, great place to check it out. Uh, Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones. So why are we playing Eminem? Well, I'll tell you why. And then we'll get back to the calls and we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, gun violence in this country. And But I figured before we do that, Vivek Ramaswamy is supposed to be joining us on the show Thursday, by the way, the presidential candidate. I disagree with him on a lot of issues. He's obviously a very smart, eloquent guy. But uh, in my personal opinion, his take on Vladimir Putin and Russia is insane. Uh, the fact that he said that he would pardon Donald Trump, I think, is insane. And I think he says things just to appease the base and MAGA supporters. With that being said, we do have something else that uh, Vivek is not um, very good at, and that's rapping. Uh, the controversy was, you know, he's playing this song when he on the campaign trail, and Eminem, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, basically said, knock it off, and he sent him a cease and assist letter. This is Vivek Ramswamy trying to rap this song, uh, and here it goes. Have a listen to this. All right. Well, you get the picture. Um, I'll be honest with you. I've heard worse. I've heard worse. He's not very good, but I've heard worse. Would you agree, Justin? I've C-Win? Heard... C-Win. You think probably... C-Win would, would do better or worse? He'd probably be worse. Yeah. But uh, I think Vivek's uh, take on uh, foreign affairs are probably worse than his rapping. That, that would be my personal opinion. But hey, I'll talk to him about that hopefully on Thursday when he joins the show. At least he's scheduled to. Listen, we're talking about all the gun violence in this country. Every day, it seems like it's just it's never ending. North uh, North Carolina, a student shoots his teacher, kills his teacher. Uh, we saw what took place in Jacksonville over the weekend. Clearly a hate crime. It breaks my heart. And it doesn't matter whether it's in Chicago or New York or Vegas or wherever. Gun violence is gun violence. Innocent people being killed. And my heart goes out to all the victims, families and friends. It's terrible and it needs to stop. Taking your phone calls at 702-221-7283. Again, that number 702-221-7283. Let's go to Jameson's up next. Hi, Jameson. Thanks for calling in. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's on your mind? Oh, I was listening to you on TikTok, and I thought um, I'd give my take on it. I kind of think of it more like an analytical science 
okay. type of way. Like, guns are weapons, obviously, but they're also, you know, you can hunt, you can shoot targets. But anything, like a shovel, you can kill someone with a shovel. I think of it in a hypothetical, let's say you took some top scientists and they made a list of anything that can you can kill a human being with, top thousand things, and uh, you categorize them in order. How many people can you kill with this thing? Right, but can a I rock. ask you? Right, but how many people are you going to kill with a shovel? I mean, have you ever? Uh, the reason why that's I, where I'm getting. Right, that's where I'm going. Right. Okay, go ahead. And you made a list. You know, obviously, nuclear weapons would be at the top. Absolutely, and I agree. All Republicans or all Democrats and liberals want to do is move the line down a little of what a normal person can get. Like, I like to ask these right-wing nuts, how many kids were killed last year with grenades? And they say, well, none. And then say, why? And then they they stumble all over themselves. Because it's illegal. They can't it's illegal. Because <laughs> it's hard to get. Right. They're hard to get. The exactly. government makes them hard to get. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. I could they have, won't. Yeah. They, they'll hang up on you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, but you make such a wonderful point there, eloquently spoken, and I couldn't have said it better, in that, listen, if you make certain types of guns illegal, pragmatically, there's still going to be guns on the streets that are going to be illegal. But you said the keyword, you're making it harder. You're making it harder. Exactly. You know, and, you know, you're not allowed to have a nuclear weapon. You're not allowed to have right. a grenade. You're not allowed to have, you know, uh, you know certain uh, types of machine guns, right? And you don't seem right. to hear about machine guns being used in these mass shootings because many of them, majority of them, are illegal. You can't have a tanker, right? I mean, this isn't brain surgery, right? You make a great yeah. point. You know, the reason why kids aren't being killed with grenades is because grenades are illegal and they're very difficult to find. You know, it's not exactly. going to happen tomorrow, right? But if we banned assault weapons... Ten years from now, we would see a huge difference in gun violence in this country. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. Another another point they don't, a lot of them don't know is when they mention California, California used to have really loose gun laws mm -hmm. until black people started getting guns, and then they started making all these new laws. That they used to have lots of guns in California. <laughs> Well, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say that it's black people's fault that there's so much violence in California. What I will say is this. No, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. I, I, I'm think, just I understand. I understand. I think I know what you meant to say. But but what I get. The law has got sure. stricter because understood. white lawmakers got uh, understood. freaked out. I agree. I understand what you, your point and I point well taken. But, you know, when people call in and they want to talk about California, what they don't talk about is per capita. Uh, you have tons yes, exactly. of people living in California, but they want to correlate that with, well, look at all the gun violence in California. All right, well, let's go per capita. Do you know that I, you probably already know this? If you actually go per capita with gun violence in this country, Republican led cities and states have more gun violence than Democrat led states. But Republicans will never talk about that. Yep. It's, it's unfortunate, my friend. Hey, Jameson, great call, my friend. You made some great points, and I appreciate yeah. you. Call back anytime. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Jameson. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Jameson is 100% right. Why is it? Why is it that kids aren't being killed by grenades? Why is that? Maybe it has something to do with the fact that grenades are illegal, and they're very difficult to come by. Our brave men and women in uniform have access to that.
maybe, just maybe, if we have an assault weapons ban, one day we would get to that level where grenades are very difficult to find. Why not try? Why would anybody need a grenade? You don't need a grenade to defend yourself. One would need a grenade to kill as many people as possible in a short period of time, right? Same thing with an AR-15. You don't need an AR-15 to hunt. You don't need an AR-15 to defend yourself. Some deranged individuals need AR-15s to kill as many people as possible in a short period of time. Folks, this isn't brain surgery here. That caller is 100% right. 100% right. Who do we have on the line? 702-221-7283. Let's go to Lauren. Lauren's next. Lauren, I got about two minutes for you, my friend. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, hi, Brian. Um, I, I, uh, every gun I've ever bought, I had to get a, a per, uh, you know, a, I had to go through a background investigation. So I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with, uh, sure. Uh, you know, that, but, but I did, uh, the thing I wanted to point out was I, uh, I've had guns stolen while I was at work. Um, one, one of my weapons was used in over 20, uh, armed robberies. Can I ask you a uh, question? Police. Can I ask you a question, Lauren, if I may, when it comes to that? How was your gun stolen? Yeah. Why was it not in some sort of secure area? How was it stolen? It it it, it was in a it was in a lockbox. And how did they break into that? They broke into oh, I I don't know how they broke into it. They they broke into my house. Yeah, right, right. Well, that's unfortunate. I, I would say that, you know, uh, there's gotta be a way where we could uh, store our guns a little better. I don't know, but that's unfortunate. That's terrible to hear. Mm-hmm. But my, my point is this. I, I mean, I've worked with, with juveniles as a drug and alcohol counselor. A lot of the kids that I worked with were, were they, they sold, they were sellers. They weren't users. And they all had guns. And it, I, if, you, if you want a gun, you're going to get it. Do I think that the average person that does things legally, like, like some of the other callers have pointed out, I, I bought my guns legally. But Lauren, Lauren, here's where I get frustrated, right? I, I, I know you're a, you sound like a really good guy. I know that. But I don't think we can put our hands in the air and say, well, you know what? Bad guys are just going to get their hands on guns, so there's nothing we can do. I disagree with that, 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 that sort of uh, uh, behavior or statement or whatever, or, or whatever you want, that sentiment. I believe there are things we can do to make it more difficult for criminals to get their hands on guns. And I've listed many of them and you can disagree with me on some of them, but I don't think, I think we're doing such an, well, I've, I've mentioned it. How is, how is, how is making it harder on the criminal? Well, sure. First of all, uh, if you sell an illegal gun, I think it should be a mandatory prison sentence. That's number one. Uh, if you steal a gun, it should be a mandatory prison sentence. Uh, 18. I'm almost sure it is. Okay, not necessarily. Uh, no, that's not true. If you sell a gun to somebody illegally and it's your first offense, it is there is no mandatory prison. No, sentence. no. I, I mean, if you if you purchase a gun illegally and use it in a crime, it's mandatory. If you, if you use it in a crime, yes. I'm not just talking about that. If you get caught, let's just say you're pulled over by a cop for speeding, and they find a weapon mm-hmm. on you, and they check that weapon, and they find you bought it illegally, or somebody sold it to you illegally, you go to jail. And the person that sold it to you goes to jail. There are thi- uh, Lauren, I appreciate the call. Unfortunately, I'm up against the break, my friend. You know, I always appreciate hearing from you. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Thank you, Lauren. You too. Uh, th- my point is there are things you can do 
to lower the gun violence in this country. I think we have enough time for one more quick caller. Appreciate that. Let's go to Paul. Hi, Paul. Got about a minute for you, Paul. Hey, go Brian. Ahead. What's up, man? Cool. You know what I find fascinating about all these people that are pro-life that sit in front of abortion clinics is the moment a gun is used to mow down children in schools, they're nowhere to be found. Could not but, agree with you more. But, but when their orange Jesus, their Messiah, loses an election, they pick it, and they spray paint their truck, and they buy Trump condoms. But the moment a person is killed in a school, they don't say diddly jack about it. And they keep quoting two sentences written over 200 years ago that were written by slave owners. Yeah. How do they keep... It's just... The hypocrisy, and, and I'm a Christian, the yep. hypocrisy in evangelicals, it's like they're pro-life until the baby yeah. is born. And once the baby's born, they won't give it food. They'll let it start to death because it's socialism. You, you can't so... give it health care because it's socialism. Right. It's such BS. It's such bullshit. Well, first it's of all, just, you, are, so you, are, frustrating. you are so right. And I remember the baby formula shortage we had and all the Republicans, remember, were blaming Joe Biden. And then when they had a chance to pass a bill to get more baby formula out there, they, they, they voted against it. So, you're, Paul, you're 100% right. By the way, in regards to those Donald Trump condoms, I guarantee you they would be extra small. <laughs> Can I say one last thing? So I know you're on a quickly, short break. Quickly, quickly, go. I, I just want to say... Martin Luther King, Colin Kaepernick, Rosa Parks, they all were beaten by police officers and treated like garbage because they were black. Not once did they invoke violence. But the moment evangelicals lost an election, they stormed the Capitol on January 6th. You tell me who the real patriots are. Uh, amen, brother. We're on the same side, bro. Right? Great. I agree. I agree. Great call, Paul. I appreciate you, man. Uh, hopefully we can talk to you again uh, later in the week. Thanks for the phone call. Paul's right. Later. Paul's right. I got to get my hands on those Donald Trump condoms, though, by the way. Thanks for joining us, everybody, all over social media, YouTube, TikTok, the Facebook PTL fan page, Twitch. Of course, our listeners on KSHP on the FM AM radio dial. It's so interesting because I've gotten like literally 20 requests to be a guest on my live TikTok feed, and I can't take any of them because we do a live radio show why I give out the phone number, but that's okay. We do that every day as well. Please subscribe, by the way, to my YouTube page right behind me here, the backdrop, PTL Radio Show. Of course, we're PTL Radio Show on Twitter as well. And I want to thank Tommy, our guest, who, uh, if you missed it, it was an interesting interview in the first second. I'm going to post some of that on TikTok, and I'm going to post some of it on YouTube. Tommy Diacono. One of the activists in Nevada made national news for being arrested for blocking a roadway. Um, five of people in his group were arrested. We had a chance to catch up with him. Tomorrow, we are going to have a Republican in studio. This is what I was talking about first segment, about having people in studio that you disagree with. But Alan Bigelow is running for office here in the great state of Nevada. Former cop, former firefighter, and former veteran. He's a Republican, so we're probably going to get into some good conversation. Um... But anyway, thanks for joining us, everybody. We're going to do it again tomorrow. This is a live radio show, Monday through Friday, noon to 2. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.